I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Makes him feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us tonight, we've got producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. And sound guy, Tom. Check one, two, check one, two. We're friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And again, I know this is a podcast right now when they, when it, by the time it releases, but I'm telling you right now, we are all feeling pretty good because we just watched the Padres even up the series. Hopefully they're still playing when this one releases. That <laughs> worked for us last time, so we're going to yeah. go with this. Right, yeah. right. So, Same methodology. We don't want to jinx anything because we said it and it happened yeah. last yeah, time. So, yeah, so we've been able to foresee the future a little bit with this, so we're going to keep riding that train. Teachers by day, Padre fans for a long time. Yes. Beer drinkers by night, lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, everybody. Don't be a freaking manus. Buy me a beer, not a freaking coffee. Go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com and click on buy me a coffee and then buy me a beer, which is gracias. That's buy me a coffee. Click the link on the website, and that's what we've been asking listeners to do. Just take a moment to visit our website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com, so we can see what's it called, the traffic? I think that's what they call it. That's what the kids on the street are saying. (laughs) That's what they call it. I'm pretty sure. And links are there, because holidays are coming up. That's true. You you can never start shopping too early for the holidays. The beanies. The beanies are amazing. Especially when it's starting to get cold, like today. Right. You sign up for the newsletter, check out our gallery, see what we've been drinking, see where we've been. ilikebeerthepodcast.com. Special guest in studio tonight, just sat down. Welcome back to our show and to our studio for real this time. Host of Beer Night in San Diego, Cody Thompson. Hey, what's up, everybody? Ooh. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. This is yeah. nice to do it in person. I know. It's good to see all of you in person. I didn't want to do Zoom again. Yeah. yeah. That Not was... just with you guys in general, yeah. anyone ever. Anyone ever. Yeah. <laughs> but that's go. when we did get to meet you uh, virtually, at least. And it was yeah. your seventh year anniversary, I think, for Beer Night in San Diego. So I, I'll go with that. Sure, one. I, I, I believe it was. I think. <laughs> yeah, no, it was. It was. It was. Oh, yeah, that was. Ago. That was very exciting. So congratulations on that. Thank so you, we're yeah. at nine years now. I'm guessing something like that. Yeah, we're getting there. But uh, I got to say real quick. Speaking of the shopping, Christmas is coming up. Obviously, the weather's going to start changing. It's going to get cold. The hoodies you guys sell are priced so amazingly. People are stupid to not buy them. Oh, yeah. I like that oh, one. Yeah. They're yeah. wasting yeah. their that, money t- not that, buying Tom. them. Check I'm, I'm going to get. I'm, I'm planning on getting one when the weather starts uh, That's cooling nice. down. Yeah. So good yeah. plan. Mark it. You'll see me on Instagram. Especially when you want to settle down with a book and read that. Oh, there you yeah. go. Oh, yeah. Two forty-seven. Yeah. Mark that. Two forty-seven. <laughs> so tonight, what are we drinking tonight? I'm going to play the role of Doc. What are we drinking tonight? Yeah. Well, actually, we've been drinking. Yes. Don't know if it shows. We had to celebrate the Padres. Go Padres. And we had a gift beer from uh, At Two for Brew, Brand Tamara. They had sent us a little gift pack when they visited San Diego. They're the ones traveling America in their RV. Where are they right now? They are on the Oregon coast. Fantastic. As of today. All right. But this one they picked up in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. This is uh, Stone Cloud Brewing's Hatch 22, a Hatch Chili Lager, which I really like. I I could drink this all summer long. 
I will say this. I'm not a huge fan of chilies in my beer, but this one's just mild enough that it doesn't, um, like I can tolerate this one. I mean, I don't, maybe that's not the right way to talk about it because I, I think it's it's decent, but I, I usually, I feel like there's not, there's not like that fire in this one. There's It's more of the flavor no, of the no chili. Heat, no yeah, heat, no just heat. a little yeah. hatch yeah. chili, chili flavor. Joe, Joe and I like, like yeah. can handle some chili in our Absolutely. Food. What do you think? I'm not tolerating it. I'm loving it. There you go. There you go. And Tom's kind of, uh, not his... I, I, I'm with talent over there. You know, I'm not a big peppers in my beer, chilies in my beer, all that fun stuff. But this one, just enough, just enough. So they kept it simple, and we then the yeah. reward. Yeah. Now Cody didn't want to taste it. He said, "No, no let's no, not waste it on me." But then now you're trying it. Yeah, I, I actually just poured my second little taste, <laughs> little taste of it because uh, nice. I actually really enjoyed it. I'm like you. I don't like chilies and or peppers in beer, pretty much at all. And I was saying, the older I get, the less I, my body's enjoying chili. I'll just say that. <laughs> so I, I kind of stay away from the spicy stuff, even though it's something that I, when I was younger I really loved. But uh, the older I get, the less I'm going for it. This smells hotter than it tastes. Yeah, yeah that's true. It, yes. Yeah, it, yeah. The it, nose, the you pick up a ton of chili on the nose, but then once you drink it, it's very subtle. Right. And. Yeah, I think you could actually crush this in the summertime by I the agree. pool or something. And like taco night, this yeah, would be, oh, cool. this would be a great oh, taco Tuesday. Yeah, people like yeah. the lime in their Mexican yeah, lager. Yeah, I think no. I like hatch chilies in my lager. Yeah, this That's going with taco thing. night would be a good, uh, I think it'd be a good pairing. Well, thank you. At Two for Brew, you can follow them on Instagram and check out their adventures. See every stop. They, they take a selfie at every stop. Yes, they do. We take pictures. Of, we never take pictures. Of, we just take pictures of the beer. Yeah, never yeah. ourselves. That's true. I actually was scrolling through my phone pictures the other day, and I think it's 95% pictures of beer, 1% of my family, and, and then the rest are of like my thumb. That's pretty much how my, that's pretty much my photo album. That's, that's a good photo album. Yeah. But to, to get to your question, what will we be drinking? Yes. What are we drinking now? We were lucky enough to go back to Helia and meet with Kelby. Yeah, Kelby, owner, master brewer at Helia Brewing over there on the Keystone, uh, keeping it Keystone. Key, yeah. I was going to call it the Keystone Highway, not quite a, a highway, but that street. But that was really fun. Uh, going back there, had a bunch of really good beers. Uh, had a nice interview with him. He'll talk a little bit more about that. But they're doing some really cool things. Not not just brewery-wise in terms of their beers, but some of the events. They talked about a oh. roller disco night and, uh, and some other things. We have to go cover yes. roller disco yeah. night. So uh, that, was, that was really fun. So I... I uh, Make sure you guys listen. That's going to be releasing, I think, in, in, in a couple, couple weeks. weeks here. Yeah. And he's going to talk all about this beer, so I'm going to keep it simple. This is their four-year anniversary beer, Sunday of Summer, and he calls it a hybrid IPA. And he will, if you're wondering what a hybrid IPA yeah, is, he gets into the details. Yeah. We won't. We'll let him do it. He was another guest we had only met virtually. Right. And we got to meet in person. The other thing that's kind of cool about Helia is they're working with actually a local hop producer in Vista, farmer in Vista, kind of just does it on the side and, and made a bunch of beers with that. So that's pretty cool. Right. He does, he talks about that as well in the interview. So this is their Sunday of summer hybrid IPA. I took a whole bunch to the uh, wave game yeah, I know. Uh, last weekend, had them in the parking lot. This is a good tailgate beer. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. It's really good. Yeah, no, it's 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 delicious, and like I said, it's it's. I mean, it's six percent, so it's not super, but it it ta- it's super light and crisp, but it's mm-hmm. got a lot of flavor. And I, they, I don't want to like you said, you want them to talk about it, but I see it as mosaic hops. You yeah. really get that that red we, berry are, sort of punches. Yeah. What did we say? We kind of called it. I mean, there was the word because we we talked about one of our favorites with mosaic is is uh, Carl's the crush. crush, and it's we said it's 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 has a similar taste to that. You know, yeah, which I is, could see it's that. one of the best 
pale ales out there. So it's yeah. very good. And I was a little nervous because I said, I don't know if brewers like to have their beer compared yeah. to someone else right down the street's beer. But I right. said, when I, as soon as I smelled it, as soon as I tasted it, I thought yeah. of Carlsbad Crush, which is one of my top five beers. Yeah. And, and so, he actually said he was, that was, he was flattered by yeah. that. So that was cool. Uh, Carlsbad Crush is a GABF medal winner. So yeah. why not? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah there no, you go. Well, cheers, everyone. Cheers. Yeah. cheers. Nice to have everyone in studio. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. Matt, thanks for having me. And great. happy Halloween. Yes. Hey, now. Also. Happy Halloween. All right, we got a beer in hand. You know what that means. Yep. It's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. You brought some toasts? I got a couple toasts. Okay. Uh, two, two quick ones, shout outs of a couple things in California. First one would be I don't know if you guys, when you guys think about the best place to get craft beer in Los Angeles is. Um, but I just recently found a place that that's called uh, there. It's a gas station in Pasadena, which is basically rated as the best place. They have one of the best beer selections there. Um, in in uh, it's a Shell station, and I think for us it's got to be a road trip coming up soon. Here's how cool it is. They have so many unique beers and stuff like that, but they also have really good relationships. That they have such good relationships with some of the local breweries that they actually did a collab beer with Bottle Logic. That's called Fuel Up. <laughs> that's the Bottle awesome. Logic yeah. did the collab with their Shell Station yeah. and made them their own beer. And so that's pretty cool. And they're actually, uh, one of the things I was reading on it is they said they're actually one of the top sellers of Bottle Logic beers in the country. They sell more than than a lot of other vendors. So they said about between almost 15 cases a month of Bottle Logic. So somehow we got to get up to Pasadena and go visit that place and, and, sure. and check it out. So that was pretty cool. And then the other one that, that I thought was pretty amazing, I don't know if you guys saw the picture of this, but... Uh, it's called One House Bakery. I don't know where Benicia, California is, but this uh, these two, this mother-daughter duo that work at this bakery, they created a six-foot recreation of Han Solo frozen in carbonite, <laughs> but they made that. it entirely out of bread. And you, <laughs> and you know what they call it? Pan Solo. <laughs> I saw that. That yeah. was great. And I That's thought great. that was just brilliant. And I saw that and I'm like, toast to you guys. Yeah. You guys get it. Yeah, and uh, cheers. And I guess that was their entry to the local Scarecrow contest. And if they didn't win it, uh, then, then it's it, rigged. Yeah. It's yeah. rigged. So, uh, then why are you having cool. a contest? Like, I, I just think Pan Solo now has to be one of the greatest names <laughs> yeah. ever. So, I like yeah. it. I think I got my... shell, have you been to the one in Escondido, the like secret shell, they like, quote unquote in Escondido? I no, have I haven't. I, I talked about it yeah. at, with the car wash. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've been, Great you selection. saw the crazy amount of beer they yeah. have in there. It's unreal. That's cool. I'm going to have check to check the that sell one out. Check the sell-by dates, but the, uh, yes. but the beer selection is you yeah. nailed absolutely it. amazing. You nailed it. Okay, that's, that's our you... secret. Only our listeners yeah. know. Check the sell-by dates. Go in the cold box and get a fresher can if you find an older can. It changes all, from now on, whenever I go to a shell, I'm just going to be checking out their beer. Yeah, apparently the shell people get it. So I'm going to get a shell franchise. There you go. (laughs) Does that shell in Pasadena charge $5.69 a taster, though? I I don't know. All I know is they did say that he sells everything in singles, so I'm assuming they're probably not cheap. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the thing that was also interesting in this article that I read is I guess it's across the street from a stone brewery oh, and really? he said it's kind of interesting because when he was in the some brewery he was listening to people talking to the bartenders at the and they're saying no if you want the best beer selection go across the street to the station <laughs> <laughs> now listeners in oregon are saying that's nothing our car uh, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah, yeah everywhere yeah. you go you, and we they'll fill up anything and you can drive through. a ziploc yeah. bag an yeah. empty milk yeah. gallon jug they'll fill right. up anything yeah that's true so this is not news to them no. but good for us yeah it's nice to hear that LA has something good. I I, I wanted to highlight something about LA, so that, I felt that yeah. Yes, we got a toast. I do. I wanted to reach out to m- some of my heritage here, uh, Scotland, and applaud them because uh, the post recently said after reforesting so much land, Scotland now has nearly as many forests as it did a thousand years ago. 
And that's important with everything going on in the world today. So I just want to do a shout out to Scotland. Well done. Aye. 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 <laughs> nice. So with, with uh, Shell switching from oil to beer. Yeah. Uh, and Scotland reforesting. <laughs> yeah, reforesting. Yeah. And Pond Solo. And Pond Solo. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Saving just the world. Get better and better. The world's looking up. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Until, until we got to roast, I'm imagining. I'm guessing. <laughs> Oh, you ready for some roast? Yeah, oh, hey, that was too much oh. good news. All right, so actually, the first thing I'm going to roast is me. I'm going to roast oh, myself. Oh, that's good. Yeah, oh. um, because I was recently read something, and I was told actually by my kids. Now they sent it to me um, that I shouldn't be using that thumbs up emoji. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you love you love the thumbs. I love up the emoji. thumbs up emoji. That's like my go-to emoji. Oh, but yeah. apparently, Gen Zers say they feel attacked whenever they see it. It's passive aggressive. And no, it, it is. That's yeah. why it's your. It's no, confrontational. No. So it's your no. Well, that's you how I responded to my kids when they sent me the articles. I responded with a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, no, that's um, good. But yeah, I just they. I guess apparently here's what it is. According to a recent poll of 2,000 young people, and they had young people aged 16 to 29, emojis used by old people include the thumbs up, um, the red <laughs> oh, yeah. love heart, and the grimacing face. So um, the other one I know that we use a lot in this this group here is the. Loudly crying face. That's another one that old people yes. use. So, anyways, that's. I'm just. I'm gonna try and be better, but no, uh, no, no, not gonna happen. Hey, no. You know, no, let's roast Gen yeah, Z. So, so there's that. Hey, We're there, there's officially no school, roasting Gen Z with that. There's no school like the old school. Come on, yeah. that is true. And then the other one. Uh, well, actually, I got those are my poor. So that's I was, my only roast. I'm just roasting myself on this. One. Well, I always <laughs> wanted to take the thumbs up back because the whole Trump. Yeah, that's Trump's thing. Right, always, right, right. And I told my wife, why can't we take it back and make it ours again? Yeah, exactly. Why does he get to take the thumbs I don't up? Know why is why it his? Right. Bad people get to take stuff, and I'm going to use a, an example of of. A dear friend, not going to name them, had a, a wonderful shirt yep. celebrating his niece yes. and, and her medical. And it's the okay. I'm, right. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, everything's okay. And we posted a picture at a brewery, and one of the listeners said, "Why is you have? Why is mm. one of the guys wearing a why white power?" It? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "No, no, yeah, no." They also, don't right. get the okay sign. Mm-hmm. No. Also, according to that poll, twenty percent of the pop uh, those Gen Zers think the okay hand is uh, uh, another th- sign we shouldn't be using for old people. Oh. So double whammy. Wow. So we need to take that back too. Yeah. Let's not give bad, evil, yeah. gross people our stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I want. I still want to take thumbs up back. I don't care what the kids say. Yeah. I have. I've taken. I want to take. I, I use still it all use it. the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I will not. Stop. I'll give that two thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'm with you. Uh, you heard it. A new T-shirt idea. Keep it Fonzie. Oh, there you oh, go. Nice. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Keep it Fon. What would Con? Who, who's using like thumbs Fonzie? up? This guy. What would Fonzie do? <laughs> you like Fonzie? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. WWFD. All right, and and your headness to pores. Yeah, so for pores, there are two that I saw this week that I thought were kind of interesting. So uh, first one, I'm just kind of pouring one out for sportsmanship, um, and you could do this on so many levels, but I, I don't know how many of you guys follow soccer in the English Premier League, um, but uh, there's a, a Manchester City has a new star this year, Erling Holland, who's just come in and he's kind of set the world on fire as far as scoring goals. And the English people aren't happy about it. And so they've actually started a couple petitions to try and get him banned from playing in England. Mm, okay. Uh, one Too petition good. One petition, petition is called Get Erling Harland Banned from Association Football because it's just not fair. <laughs> and at this point, it says, as of, as of writing, when I read the thing, they said 365 people had signed that one already. That's catching wildfire right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. And then another petition, <laughs> there was a second petition that came out that just said, remove him from the UK. And that one had 159 signatures as of writing. But it also had a summary of the petition that basically just said, Erling Holland is a serious problem. He shows up out of the blue and consistently ruins this the weekends of hardworking people of this great nation. <laughs> this issue must be dealt with in order to protect the mental health of millions in our society. This is disrespectful to the establishment. 
So people are pissed in England right now because this Norwegian guy came in and is just lighting him up. It's a good thing Messi didn't play in the so, Premier League. Yeah, so that's, oh. that pour went out for there. So that's my first pour. And then the second one I'm pouring one out for hair. Uh-oh. All right, it's, well, yeah, I've, been, I've been pouring that one out yeah, slowly yeah. for so decades. This one strikes a little close to <laughs> I home just started here. I don't know if you guys year. saw this, but they uh, recently <laughs> released the hottest bald men of 2022. Ah, oh, yeah. come on. Yeah, so. We, we got to be there. Jeff and Jeff are <laughs> there. The come on. Yeah. You guys were Top recently? two right there. So uh, uh-huh. apparently the uh, the index factors that they included was the, what did it say, facial golden ratio. I don't know what that is. The cranial shine factor. Yeah, that makes sense. Social media sentiment, net worth, and height. So we probably net all lost it on the net, net, net worth. So I think that's what, that's what knocked Ouch. us all out of the top, yeah, yeah. Or those of us out yeah. of the top 10. Yeah. But that's what it is. So here, here's a real Ouch. quick list. Top number one, Vin Diesel. Boom. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Number two, Stanley Tucci. 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 Yeah. Uh, the third one, People I don't know who he him. is. Shimar Moore. I don't know who that is. Okay. Number four, Pitbull. That's Mr. Worldwide. So that, that makes sense. <laughs> Number five, uh, I think a surprise on this list, Prince William. One well, of no, the not if net oh. worth is part of that game. Oh, yeah, well, and uh, Jason Stratham. Okay. Uh, seven was Bruce Willis. Makes sense. Eight was Joe Rogan. And number nine, uh, oh, number nine, who probably should be number one, let's be honest, was uh, The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And then uh, number 10, Mike Tyson. Really? So those, so those are your top 10, and we just missed out. I think we were right yeah, there. Pretty close. They didn't list pretty 11 close. through. What, right. what about Curly Howard? I know. I don't know. So, But that was, that was it. So apparently hair, not Dr. that Howard, big a deal Dr. anymore. So. 11 and 12, ladies and gentlemen, yes. in the room right yes, here. Let's that's talk right. about there that. There we go. Mm. Top 20. They didn't list it. Top 20 works. Top 20, yeah. Inferred. Thank top you for noticing. Counts. Yeah. Hey, I'm getting there, too. I'm just wearing a hat. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast Roast. And pour one out. And because Cody is a beautiful man and a wonderful guest, he brought a beer or two. I did. Well, let's grab it. All right. Perfect. Well, tell us what you brought. So the first one, uh, I was listening to your show and... You had talked about how much you love the Carl Strauss Oktoberfest. It's true. So I decided to pick up a Fest beer to share. And this is the Weinstefaner Fest beer. And Weinstefaner, they claim to be the oldest brewery in the world. Okay. So this is a more traditional style. They've been, it says, their label says since 1040. Wow. Damn. Uh, wow. So it's brewed under the Purity Law of 1516, 5.8%. So, uh, yeah. Old school. What'd that you say about old school, you. Tom? No school like the old school. <laughs> used right. to used to pick this up at Tip Top Meats. Yeah, that makes it, that would be a perfect place I to get it. would buy this at yeah. Tip Top Meats. The Weinstefaners? Yeah. The grid, I, well, one, the beer is good. I love Weinstefaner. But the other thing is you can buy these bottles, depending on where you go, for like three fifty. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you know, it has a little to... more sweetness than you might get in this style in San Diego usually. Yeah. Where you might get a little more yeah. hop forward, a yeah. more sweetness, but absolutely delicious. Let me grab that real quick. Of course. But yeah, I was just wanted to share a little something. Mm. Well, thank you. Cheers. Yeah, cheers. cheers. Oh, that's good. When you, I heard you talking about how much you love Oktoberfest, I was like, well, I got to bring <laughs> thanks, well, super old Oktoberfest. One, thanks for listening. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's start there. Now we know who it is. The other guy, yeah. <laughs> Firefighter Joe and this guy. That's, that's right. <laughs> I'm on it. I'm on it. Like I said, I'm buying that hoodie. You count it. Oh, yeah. Sweet. 
but you uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it and yeah, yeah no, it's oh great gosh it's fantastic i just like it's i, really I just like even on the nose you can just smell the kind of the breadiness of mm-hmm. it yeah. you know yeah yeah a little bready so it's you know it reminds me of pon solo mm-hmm. there you go <laughs> a little sweet when they decide to tear that thing apart and we all start dipping in yeah. fondue we yeah. pair it up with this right yeah but you nailed it well that's delicious thank you very much but you're right, it does have a little more sweetness than your typical, mm-hmm. like, new school American-style Oktoberfest beers. But I like to think this is what they're drinking in 1040. Yeah. Right? <laughs> awesome. And it's brewed under the purity law, so you know there's nothing, no additives, none of, the, no adjuncts. It's just, just the straight-up beer ingredients. Yep. Like you said, beer-flavored beer. Flavored beer fa- beer. Beer-flavored right. beer. World's oldest brewery. It says it right there on there. Go. It says right there. You didn't have to look at Wikipedia. It's on there. You just know it. You know it's true at that point. It's just got old school labeling. Labels look like it's exactly what you expect from a beer. They like in 1972. They said, "Let's send this to America. Put a little foil wrap around the neck of it." (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So they they tried that with Lohenbrow too, though. So ooh, when good friends get together. That's right. (laughs) Right. That was Dad's beer when 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 special guests were coming over. Lohenbrow and tonight's kind of special. Yeah. I would really like to have a dark low and brow again. And it would probably disappoint, but I'd really yeah. like to have one again. Yeah. Once your palate changes, some of those older beers probably my, don't live up. Yeah. Right? And you know, my palate was 12 then. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you got started late. <laughs> so, Cody, we're always excited to talk beer, especially San Diego beer mm-hmm. and, and the oldest beer in the world. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't bring local beer at all. <laughs> no, that's all right. I didn't bring anything. Even I, I went almost as far as I possibly could. <laughs> from in time San Diego. and space. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, I wanted to make it as confusing as possible for a local beer podcast. Let's go across the world to 1040. That's right. Kelby at Helia took care of us on that. that we went to Oklahoma first, and we yeah. said, that's not far enough. Away. Right. That's, that's right. right. But that's not why we brought you here on the Halloween episode. All righty. Not at all. You've got some news to share. Congratulations on your new book, Bone Sauce Serenade. Yeah. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So this is exciting news to me. Okay. I'm an English teacher. I get excited yeah, about yeah. this. Talon's already read it. I did read it. That, yeah. yeah he, when you said you'd read it already, I... It wasn't that long ago that I sent the digital over. So I'm a pretty quick reader. I've, actually, I've read a, another book and a half since then. So <laughs> wow, I, I read. Okay. I, I, but I, I'll be honest with you, it's a it's an easy read. I mean, it's okay. it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it was about 600 pages, right? Give or take. No, it was about three. Oh, maybe on the Kindle, the way it came in. Yeah, on the of Kindle my font size or yeah, whatever. On the Kindle, it is definitely a lot bigger, but the actual print is about, and it's definitely bigger than I think I wanted it to be, or right. like longer than I wanted it to be. But it's about three forty-seven, right. I think, is what it clocks in at. But it's like I said, it's not a. It's an easy read. I mean, it's one of those ones you could sit down and and uh, especially once you kind of get into the story. I'm not. I don't want to give anything away, but you get into the story. You're going to read large chunks of it because mm-hmm. you want to find oh, what's going to happen next. What's going to happen next? So that's, that's I'm oh, glad to edge hear that. of the seat. That's yeah. what I was hoping for. And one of the things I've learned just from sort of getting into, as you guys know, getting into the beer world of podcasting world, you start to learn things, pick things up. And being in the writing world, I've started to pick little things up. And one of the things I noticed and. It's something I always enjoyed, and I realize that there are a lot of other people out there that enjoy our quick, easy-to-digest chapters, yeah. Yeah. and I kind of went into this book with that, and that's just sort of my style anyway, and I so I enjoy having I, some of the chapters like two and a half, three pages, just quick, you know, right. and that's something I felt like that's easy to digest, and uh, yeah, that's kind of the style I'm sticking with. So I'm glad to hear that it works somehow. Yeah. No, I, I, like I said, I, w- I would recommend, like if you like, I, I, honestly, it's not my normal style. I don't read a ton of books that are in kind of that 
murder, you know, that kind of thing. But it, it, it's, it's a good, it's a, like, as you read it, you start reading it. And like I said, I got myself into it and I'm reading, you know, hundred pages plus at a time because oh, wow, nice. I want to go, Hey, what's going on next? Or that kind of a cool. thing. Well, so, thanks. I really appreciate yeah, that. That's, so. that means a lot to me. It really yeah. does. But it really started off as a thriller, and then it, as you know, if we were reading it, it takes kind of a horror yes. <laughs> turn pretty quick. And that's why you're here on Halloween. That's hey, there right. We go. <laughs> so tell us a little about the title, Bonesaw Serenade, Juxtaposition. I like that. So the title, as you probably remember from, maybe you remember from reading it, but it's actually, um, it's, I was laying on the couch when I was coming up with this idea and I was thinking of different names because I already had the story in my head and I was coming up with different ideas and I knew something that was going to happen in the story and it's a line from the book. Right. It's actually a line from the story and I just, that line really stuck with me and I was like, that's just a perfect name. It seems to jump out. It seems to grab attention. I'm hoping it does. And now that people are starting to see it, some of the biggest comments I'm getting from social media and stuff is like, oh, wow, that name is crazy. That name is really intense. I, yeah. I kind of, now I'm curious. I'm like, cool, it worked. I hope. Yeah, it worked, I hope. Right. So I was hoping to have like a, just a strong name, but really the whole title came because it's a line in the book. I, as a reader and as an English teacher and the English major, I still get excited when you're 200 pages, 250 pages in, and there's the line that connects to the title yeah. and the English major, English student in my mind goes, oh, that's for my S. I need that. And I finally found it. There it is. I, I, I still get excited about that. The worst is when it never connects. <laughs> <laughs> like the cut, the art on the cover and the yeah. title just, just don't like Because I will still buy a book just because it's got cool cover art. Right. Why, Why wouldn't you? I've Everybody never... says don't judge a book by its cover, That's but right. I think everyone on the Everybody planet does. does. Right. I'm going to use bookstore and it's $2 and it has a great cover. There's a Viking on the cover that. Yeah. that Robin Hood. Yeah. I'll buy anything that has Robin Hood on the or anything about Hood or uh, yeah, that same type of thing. All right, well, now I know what I'm doing next. So. A little Robin Hood on the cover. For there, oh yeah, yeah. guaranteed <laughs> sale. Nothing to do with it. Yeah, a little guaranteed sale. So yeah. I, I have a question for you because uh, throughout, like you said, without I won't give us that's this isn't giving anything away, but uh, coffee plays a big role in this book. Yes. Did you did you uh, talk to Ryan Wolt before you uh, you brought up all the coffee? Uh, are are, are uh, you a big coffee guy? Because coffee's. Believe it or not, I'm not a big coffee person at all. Yeah. I'm not. Uh, most people would never know this about me, but I'm actually allergic to coffee. <laughs> so the coffee. Secrets revealed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but my wife is really big into coffee. So I'm around coffee all the time, whether I drink it or not. But uh, the story takes place in Seattle, which, you know, there's a lot of coffee up in Seattle. It's a home of Starbucks and all that. Starbucks is not in this story. Um, anyone who knows me knows I try to promote local and smaller businesses. So I don't talk about that at all in the book. But start, Seattle's such a coffee. It's a hipster town. It's a coffee town. So yeah, coffee has a big role in it because I imagine the characters living in Seattle, they're probably starting their day going to little coffee shops and stuff like that. So here, here's a question, another question I just made me think of it. So we talked prior to, to coming in here that you are San Diego born and raised? Yes. So Seattle, how does that play? Like that, that always strikes me interesting. Like not many people write about the place they know. How do you, how do you know Seattle so well? Uh, I, a lot of research yeah. uh, went into the, the story. Uh, I did a lot of Google Maps and I was like, I. it sounds insane, I'm sure, but I was actually on Google Maps doing like drives throughout Seattle 
like for hours. <laughs> oh, really? Checking out the locale, checking out what the what it looked like, checking out different areas. Some of the places that are actually in the book do exist, the right. street names and, and stuff like that. So I took myself on like my own little Google road trip through the area to kind of figure out how I wanted it or how it looks. So right. like if someone in Seattle happens to buy this book, who knows if they ever will, but maybe they'll be like, I, I, I this guy knows what he's, he has the geography down. Yeah, I know? thought you had a background from Seattle, to be honest with you. Cause oh. I mean, I've been to Seattle a handful of times. I don't know mm -hmm. great, but I mean, I've been there enough, but it, like I said, it, there's San Diego comes up in the book as well, but it's right, not yeah. as prominent, obviously. And yeah, there's uh, a little bit of San Diego yeah. in the story as well. Right. So I, was, I thought that was interesting. Uh, another question, and this is just more from a, so this is one of those books that has a timeline, mm -hmm. but then goes back to try and give you some background information, maybe to understand characters better and everything else. Yeah. So when you write that, do you write that sequentially or do yeah, you write I, the different times at different times? Yeah, if, I, if that makes sense. This book, uh, for the most part, I wrote sequentially. Um, there's a, the first chapter I actually added way later. Uh, chapter two was actually chap was chapter one for a very long time. Uh, but then I was like, I don't like that. I, I need something else here. I need something to grab I, or I wanted something to hopefully grab the reader. So I went back and wrote a whole new chapter to start the story. And then, uh, but everything else is pretty much, uh, there's another couple chapters that if I say what they are, it'll give away some right. stuff. Um, yeah, don't know. But I'm just saying, it, I, it, I just I, find yeah. it interesting. And, I, and like, like it's to me, it's somewhat in a sense. I'll, I'll, I'll use it. Like you have, I read authors like a Game of Thrones, right? Mm -hmm. Where you read and you're reading all these different character viewpoints, and then somehow they all kind of come together at the end. This isn't quite like that, but this is where you know, where hey, we're reading this, and then you go back. 20 years to an event to try to explain what was what's happening now why or whatever mm -hmm. else and I so I always thought how does the author does the author write that and go well you know I need a little more background information so let me put that that previous or do you write it sequentially so it's yeah I, I went sequentially but there's definitely a lot of uh I mean this book as most books I'm, I imagine there's a lot of editing a lot right. of revisions and going back and doing revisions is like well this doesn't connect here so I got to go back and kind of figure that out and so yeah there's definitely a lot of additions and there's a lot of subtractions believe right, right. there's a no, lot of stuff sense. that was pulled out that all I, good writing has some subtractions in yeah, it. yeah. But, writing teacher yeah. they're right it, so there was a lot of stuff in there that was like well that just doesn't make any sense at all that can't be there did and, you find <laughs> and yeah I'm gonna nerd out on the writing process sorry you may expose me as a fraud as a writer uh, but that's okay did you find <laughs> that some of the writing that gets cut was necessary in the creative process to get where you where you got to? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there was thing. The things that were cut, looking at the final product, I'm. It was necessary for those things to be gone. Sure. Because it just didn't add up, or certain things were just like, well, that just goes on so long, and is just explaining something that just does not need to be explained, and sort of that like, you know, less is more. I think mm -hmm. you know, let's not go too deep because then it's just, and nobody wants to read a book about like, hey, I got up and went to work today, like. <laughs> That's what we all have to go through anyway. Like, we, if we're just going to live a boring life, let's. If you'd like to read that life. book, it's Babbitt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, so, so there was a lot of stuff where there's like conversations between the characters. Like, this just doesn't need to be there. Right. It's, it's the type of stuff that if you were in the house listening to these people talk, you'd be like, "What's on TV?" You know, <laughs> is Sports Center on yet? You know, I got to get out of this. Are there authors or books that? kind of inspired your writing style or your interest in in getting a book out well i've always it's it's crazy because i when i was a kid this has like always been a number one dream of mine and uh, a lot of people would be probably shocked to know that growing up i wasn't like a diehard student at all i i wasn't the best student i didn't love being in class 
but I always wanted to write. It's just something mm. I always did. Like even when we had those career days, like, I want to be a fireman. I want to be a police officer. I'd say, I want to write one day. And I just never felt ready and I never felt good enough until COVID hit. And I sort of, and I'm sure all of us did. I just kind of got sick of the the world we were currently living in. You know, the world is scary. The world is, can be awful. And so I took it upon myself as I'm going to create my own world. I'm going to get lost in my own world while, you know, while our world is burning down and all hell is breaking loose, I'm going to create my own world. And the evidence of the title, it's a lovely world. Yes. Exactly. Bonesaw (laughs) Serenade. Right. There's some awful stuff that happens. Yeah. (laughs) I told you, it it takes a turn real quick. (laughs) So another- It's not all good. No. How how do people get that book? Oh, so it's available. It comes out next Thursday, which, well- It'll be it'll, it'll be, be out by the time this releases. It'll be, yeah, so it comes yeah. out on the twenty seventh, a few right. days before this episode drops, and it's available right now for pre order on Amazon. It's available on Barnes and Noble. It's available on Target dot com, Books a Million, pretty much any bookstore. Or um, the publisher is called Black Rose Writing. Um, I love those the people who uh, run Black Rose. They're a very small independent publisher out of Texas. Great people, really amazing folks, and uh, they took a chance on me, so I owe them everything for making this dream come true but yeah they are they are uh distributed by ingram so they are like one of the bigger distributors so yeah it's available pretty much anywhere you can buy books books. you can pre-order it now okay i think now's the time to spring this question will you read us (laughs) will you read us the opening sentences how many sentences am i reading i'm gonna i'm gonna count them out right now i'm I'm gonna count out the teaser one just the first two Two sentences? Yeah, I'll do two. The first two sentences is is a teaser you need right there. The first two sentences? You want yes. to read the first two? I mm-hmm. can do the first two. The city was abuzz on a cold and wet Friday night in downtown Seattle. The bustling streets overflowed with young men and women as they intermingled, preparing for a night of intoxication, debauchery, or any other number of adventures that awaited. How about that? That's a good hook. Um, good hook. Good hook. Nicely done, sir. Thank you. All right, I got one, one other question on the book part of it. So um, again, I don't want to give anything away, but what, any any Bone Saw Serenade two maybe, or do you have that? I know you were talking about you have another book you're working on already. Yeah, so Bone Saw Serenade is released on October 27th, uh, and then I wrote a second book as I, I, we talked about a little before we started recording. Bone Saw Serenade is, I thought was like way over the top violent. Personally, I thought I went too far and my wife read an early version of it and she said, you held back so much. And I was like, what do you mean I held back? Like, did you read what I wrote? <laughs> did you read? Because you've read it, you know. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. like I said, it, it goes quick. It goes I, I don't know. To 60. I would imagine you don't think I held back. <laughs> but and um, she was like, I can, I can just feel it. You held back. And she said, she, her exact words, I dare you to do something and go even further. I said, okay. So I wrote a second book, which is basically straight horror. It's uh, it's kind of like my homage, like 80s slasher stories. But it takes place in modern times. And not the brewery, but uh, modern day. <laughs> no one uh, buying. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a straight slasher that is incredibly violent. And that one is already signed. It's already, I, I've already uh sent it over to the publisher it's done it's in its final wow. process so that's actually coming out on march 9th next year okay so that one's already ready to go but um something i'm not telling anyone i just don't want it i don't 
this might not be the right place then. <laughs> well, this is going to get out well, to 800 he's, years. He's no, here right now. 1600 so our only, our only listeners in, in the You're room right, with us right now. So. But I don't want to give anything away yeah. too much, but yeah. I will say I am doing a bone sauce serenade too. Oh. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Oh, there is you made that happen, I Dylan. Uh, that's, that's yeah. a guess. So. so there is actually a follow-up to this one. Whether it ever sees the light of day, yeah. who knows? The, <laughs> you never know if it's going to be good or if the publisher's going to want it. Who knows? Yeah. But that's the that's the goal and the hope. If the story's in your head, does it have to come out? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I, I got to do I, it. I find it impressive, though, that he had never written anything. He's like, I got two books already ready <laughs> yeah. to go. And I'm already on my next. That's that's impressive. Good well, job. I, on I'm it. already seven chapters into a third book. That's, that's not the that's not the sequel. Um, I'm writing another horror one now, and I'm seven chapters into that, you. working on that one now, and it's uh, it's taking a turn. It's it's going to be another horror type book, um, but I'm pretty excited about that's where awesome. it's going right now. And going back to what you said when you mentioned Ryan Wolt, uh, I didn't really talk to him about coffee, but I read his books. Yeah. I love Ryan Wolt. Right. I think he's a such a fantastic person. And he in- he listens to our show in the shower. Yeah. Hey, now oh, this is kind of an unofficial Ryan Wolf fan club. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a so, bit, I'm a big Ryan Wolf fan, yeah. and I hope he knows that. I think he knows that. I had I, I, re- I even read into your into the end who you gave your thanks to and stuff, and I saw oh, yeah. him mentioned in there as well. So yeah, really I, cool. I fanned out and had him sign the books yeah. that he wrote. I picked those up, and mm-hmm. I really loved what he. Yeah. I love what he does, and he's just a huge inspiration. He really, really is. So I hope he understands that and knows like he he really does inspire me a lot and i don't think if i i think i owe him a lot to me accomplishing this goal i really do i think that he deserves a lot of thanks in this he really did inspire me a ton i I just think it's impressive like i said you've hit the ground running and you're not letting any grass grow on your feet i'm you're on book three already (laughs) i'm trying and uh, good job on that all right i'm gonna switch gears for a second let's let's go to beer night in san diego oh okay um what are you guys up to these days so we took a long break over summer longer than we probably should have or longer than we wanted to and uh just life kind of happened um I got really, really sick over the summer. I don't know if it was a summer flu. I don't know if it was. I had my wife and I both got COVID way back in the day when uh, before vaccines were available. So I don't know if it was a second bout of that or what, but I was really, really sidelined with sickness for a pretty good amount. It just wouldn't go away. Um, Shout out to Noah, who's on our show. He just had his first baby. So he's been he's on daddy duty right now. So we're not trying to bother him (laughs) like at all. Uh, you know, having a first baby, it's something that I haven't experienced in my life, but I can only imagine that it takes a lot of time. So he was doing that. Um, Tom, who's on our show, he bought his first house over the summer. So he was obviously, we all know buying a house and moving is never, is like the most stressful thing you could possibly do. And then Mike. Other than maybe having a baby. Right, right, right. But, But yeah. And then Mike, who does our show, he has two, he has a family, wife right. and kids, and they were taking the summer to do traveling and stuff like that. So we took some time off and now we're kind of going like every other week nice. while we gear back up. Um, but yeah, we just took more time than we wanted to, but that's just kind of how life, yeah, it goes. just how it went yeah. out, you know, there's just nothing we could do about it. Yeah. I enjoy following you guys just even on social media. Cause even when you're not putting, you know, just some of the, I, you guys are pro San Diego people, and I just I appreciate pro San yeah, Diego. Yeah, we are people. San Diego through and yeah. through. We a little Golden State Warrior stuff in there every once in a while, but, <laughs> yeah, it's but something... I try not to hold that against anybody because right, right, we right. don't have a basketball team here. So I guess you can really root for whoever you want. So. Yeah, I kind of I fell into the so I had a my wife and I had a dog named Wilma, 
It's this does have a point, right? <laughs> uh, but my wife and I had a dog named Wilma. She was my best friend, but one of the she's probably the best friend I've ever had. If I don't know how if you guys are all dog people, no, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, big yeah. dog people. And Wilma was my best friend. She meant the world to me, and she passed uh, before COVID. And we used to call her because her name was Wilma. We used to call her Dub. Oh, okay. And so my wife and I started going up to San Francisco every Christmas just because we thought it would be fun to get away. And after she passed away, we were up there, and uh, well, it was a couple of years before COVID, actually. But when we were up there, the Warriors were playing, and I just fell into it. And it was like, well, the Dubs, Wilma, Makes Dub. Sense. So I had this connection, and now I'm just madly in love with the Warriors. Yeah. I have two Warrior tattoos yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I like, uh, I have three Padre tattoos though. So you okay, guys, there can, you go. So I'm, I haven't turned my back on San Diego <laughs> yeah. completely. I can't yeah, find unless that. they're on I, your back. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I, I can't really find anything to uh, to not like about the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. To be honest with you, they're just a fun team to watch, right. and and they all seem like pretty well. Draymond Green every once in a while he does something <laughs> that maybe questions you that, but you know yeah. what? Every team needs one of those guys too. So yeah, once you start punching your own players, yeah, yeah, I guess he's regu- <laughs> he's regulating in his own house. So right, that's, right. yeah, someone's got to take yeah. charge. Never want to resort to violence for anything, in my opinion. But right. you know. I, I see there's just a bottle of beer just sitting yeah, here. I think it's yeah, yeah, yeah. we got a lot yeah, of empty glasses. Time, yeah. Would you like to introduce Cody Thompson, host of Beer Night in San Diego, this next beer? So this is, I picked this up, uh, and out in Escondido, there's a bottle shop that I've been going to forever. Love them. The people that run it are great, and it's called Holiday Wine Cellar. You guys probably know about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so, excuse me, I picked this up today, actually, on my way home from work. I wanted to bring something fun. So this is from DeGard Brewing up in Oregon. Uh, Tillamook, Oregon. So if you like cheese and beer, that's the city for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do. Yes. Located on the Oregon coast. So this is the, I know I may be saying this wrong, meaty phrase. It's a spontaneous wild ale aged in oak barrels for 18 months, and it's dry hopped with fresh uh, strata hops. And it's 4.5%. It's a wine-sized bottle, and it has the top and a cork. So I brought a little uh, flamingo corkscrew nice. so that my <laughs> wife had, which she doesn't know I took. No, we, won't, we won't tell her. I'll edit yeah. that for you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going to see if I can open it properly without it exploding all over the uh, your studio here. And here we go. The countdown's go. on. What's Cody doing? doing all right. Oh, um, that sounded that sounded good. good. There we go. go ahead and pour yourself a little bit of that. The flamingo oh, okay. worked, if anyone was wondering. I'm taking a picture of that flamingo with this bottle before we're done. I grabbed it on the way out of the house thinking no well, one would notice. It's a beautiful opener. <laughs> yeah. It does the trick aside from opening because the beak appears to be a little on the dull side. Oh, the nose on it. Yeah, Makes me good. think of a, a number of Jester King beers we've had. Town's got to take a picture. So. Yeah. Riveting for the uh, podcast audience. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> 96% of his pictures are now beer. <laughs> That's right. Now when I didn't put my thumb in. I seem to never get my thumb in front of the beers. If Doc was here, he'd giggle, because I'm going to say it's got a nice stiff head. Oh, yeah. It smells very... You can. T- Do you smell hops on it? Not really. Not really. I just feel like that, that wild... Like it's got that fermented, that wild fermentation, that farmhouse mm-hmm. kind of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, oak barrels for 18 yeah. months, so you're probably going to get a little woodiness on there. Some of that... Yeah spontaneous funk on there as well that's good there's wow. a little more if anyone wants some extra i'm gonna have a little more yeah i brought that for you for you so to have as much as you like that is delicious i agree oh, it does it t- you're right it totally does smell farmhousey yeah it doesn't smell sour and you don't have hops it's very farmhouse right yeah. Yeah. yeah it just has that that smell 
Well, I thought for sure it was going to have the hops up in the nose from yeah. it. It says, you know, dry hopped with fresh strata hops. I thought it was going to be right up there. No, not at all. Ooh, definitely. Super smooth. That's delicious. Jeff, you're right. It definitely reminds me of that night we had all those Chester Kings. Oh, that's so good. It's got just enough sour on there. Yeah. But it's, it's got a little bit. A little funky. Yeah. Which yeah. is cool. I like that. Yeah, the barrel age, I thought it would have a booziness to it. Yeah. But that's not true at all. Yeah, only 4.5%. So like a session spontaneous wild ale. Everyone's making up their own beer styles nowadays. We can do yeah. it too, I think. Yeah. Hybrid IPA. That's what yeah. we'll start with. <laughs> right. Cold right. IPA. And a, a hatch chili lager. Yeah. There you go. So Joe, just like the chili beers, you're the first to, to you're not even a convert, yeah. right from game day one, yeah. you were all over these kind of beers. Yeah. So uh, I'm interested in your take on this beer. No, it's uh, super, super tasty. I'm pouring as all I can. Let me fill it up yeah. again. Mm. And but yeah, not uh, soury. It's definitely I was it's expecting got a, almost a dry finish to yeah. it. Like right, yeah. I, I mean, it, it totally does. It finishes nice and dry. Yeah. But yeah, I thought there, I thought the fresh strata hop might kick off a little no. more than it does. Yeah. Not as not a ton. But um, I'm glad it doesn't because I think it's perfect. Yeah. Just how it yeah. is. Well, thank you. Great yeah. choices. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted to bring something to share. We appreciate it. We're all beer beer folks here. <laughs> Great choices. You know, Cody's a repeat guest. You know what that means? I do. I'm ready. I've got my pen out. When we have return guests, Cody, we like mm -hmm. to do a little deeper dive into who they are. Okay. What they're all about. You in? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. Now this is this is lightning. I've right. had some beer in me. I'm up for anything. Right, Let's there go. We go. This I is might all... read the whole book on this episode. Right? <laughs> 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 Don't do that. People gotta buy it. Yeah. <laughs> Authors are not living the kind of life you might think they They're are. They're not going to be on that top books. ten bald list because yeah. of their social, their income level. Yeah, yeah right. I don't think so. Right. I'm never going to break. I'm yeah. not breaking that net yeah. worth. So this is all about gut decisions. No thinking. Okay. Answer off the top, off the cuff. There are no wrong answers unless talent decides yeah, wrong. Yeah, keep it okay. Okay. Let me yeah. know if I have a wrong answer. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have. So, high, hey, oh, high, he will. High hope okay. for you. <laughs> I'll do my best to make you proud. Here we go. This is Lightning Round with Cody Thompson, host of Beer Night in San Diego and author of Boneyard Serenade. Best Halloween candy? Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Worst Halloween candy? Those little circus peanuts. And my wife's going to kill me for saying that on a podcast. No, but, but you're I, right on that one. You yeah. nailed that. <laughs> yeah. That's she tells me, I, she always says, those are the best. And I was like, as a doorstop, yeah. Or like <laughs> yeah. kicking a ravine. Yeah. Sure. The only thing go. worse than that maybe is Peeps. My, my wife loves Peeps, Well, there too. you go. Okay, well. She loves Peeps, and she loves circus peanuts. There you and go. And she didn't think your book was violent enough. Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. She's a special find. That's right. <laughs> Baseball or football? Baseball. Yeah. NBA regular season, watchable or not? Yes. Mm. Well, he's a, he's a fan of a team, though. We don't have a team. I yeah. think we have a team. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I Maybe he could redeem himself. With this last night was the only uh, regular season Warrior game I will miss because I was at the Padre game. Other than that, I'd never miss a Warrior game. Yeah. Blaster or lightsaber? Ooh, I'm going to go lightsaber. Yeah, good choice. Yeah. It's an elegant weapon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah. an elegant time. Yeah. Like dancing. Yes. <laughs> String theory or time travel? Time travel. Oh, I got a back. To, I got a Back to the Future tattoo nice. sleeve, that's, so I got to go that. Smoking the Bandit or Cannonball Run? Smoking the yeah, Bandit. Good call. No, that was that was good. That was yeah. easy. Yeah, solid answer. Yeah. In their prime, Clint Eastwood or Charlton Heston? Ooh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. 
<laughs> Old school or lucky? Talladega Nights? Old school. Oh, nice. Great answer. Old Most school. people, Joe would go Talladega Nights. But yeah. Old school wins every time. I would, yeah. You're my boy, Blue. <laughs> <laughs> it's so rewatchable. It and is. Quotable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> James... Going streaking. <laughs> <laughs> Frank the Tank. That's like one of the greatest characters yeah. ever. The darts in the face. Yeah. Oh, my God. Me. Yeah. James Bond or Jason Bourne? James Bond. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Best Bond. Ooh. I really like the Daniel Craig. Okay. All right. I didn't really, I grew up at a different time. I didn't watch a lot of, the, I didn't grow up with a lot of the old, old, like the Connery and stuff. Yeah, see, we're old, so I'd go Sean Connery. But yeah, I'll, I didn't I'll give you one old. Youth. I'll give you old, old. Oh, I'm sorry, not you, Joe. <laughs> I didn't get, Joe's a Roger Moore guy. <laughs> yeah, plastic oh, man yeah. to the rescue. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, I'm, Pierce Brosnan, he's a big Pierce Brosnan. See, I, I, I was almost going to say Pierce Brosnan based yeah. on 007 yeah. the video game because yeah. I grew up loving oh, the video game. Sense. As if you've read the book, you right. get the reference to right, that. Right, right. All right, we're getting personal here. All right, let's go. South Bay beers or North County beers? North County. Oh, nice. Could that was be, a tie, actually. Tie. Yeah. I, would, yeah, so I, was, I mean, just, I'm a pro North County guy, too, but I'm I don't saying North to... County because I live here. Yeah, so. yeah, me too. So give me an overrated beer style. Uh, cold IPA, in my opinion. Underrated beer style. Uh, ESBs. Oh, great. Oh, answer. great. Oh, answer. Oh, oh, I'm going to tattoo now. <laughs> <laughs> God, go to British that Columbia. Happened, uh, yeah, I every every brewery had one. If I walk into a brewery and there's an ESB, I don't care where I am. You could have a gold medal at West Coast. I'm getting that ESB yeah, ten out of ten. Yep, my man. Miyagi Do or Cobra Kai? Um, Miyagi. Yeah, that's a good answer. Okay. Yeah. Eagle means... Fang was also no Eagle Fang. Also yeah, you can take Eagle Fang, but that's yeah. Favorite Seinfeld character. Ooh, ooh, I gotta go, George. Fantastic. My wife always says I'm a lot like Larry David. (laughs) (laughs) Better mustache in their prime: Tom Selleck, Sam Elliott, or Nick Offerman? Ooh, ooh. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna throw uh, a wrench and say Sam Elliott. Yeah, especially like uh, Roadhouse. 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 Yeah, Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Sam Elliott's pretty fantastic. I'd say it's a tie. You could go any. Uh, that was a. That <laughs> trick, was a. You should have put D all of the above. That yeah. was actually. Right, right, right. I was say, no wrong but, answer. But, but, but Roadhouse Sam Elliott. Yeah, Roadhouse I mean, Sam Elliott is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Sunrise or sunset? Sunrise. Tropical resort or alpine retreat? Tropical resort for me. No, for all of us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is our biggest American? treasure and i've got three choices here because there's okay. only three possible answers got it. and when you hear the first one you're gonna think you know the answer tom hanks patrick swayze or dolly parton oh that's i might have to say dolly parton on that one i thought you were gonna say steph curry but i guess that's a different that'd be a different show i think that also was a d all of the above one because <laughs> yeah, all they're all are, american treasures yeah. yeah yeah in different ways but dolly parton is pretty phenomenal and she's yeah. stepped up huge in the last you know, a couple years to just really right. well, she make does, herself on yeah, the national stage. She does stage. so much yeah. for so many people. She yeah, and right. Tom Hanks also, yeah. but yes. like she dedicates so much time to helping others. That right. like, no, I agree. But Patrick Swayze made Roadhouse. That's what I say. We're talking yeah. if we're talking Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, and and Point Break. Yeah, he didn't so, let Baby get put in the corner. Yeah, he did though. Ever. That 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 drops him down just a little bit. <laughs> and but, Swayze had better abs than all of them. That's true. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go. Psychological horror thriller things here. Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs or Jack Torrance in The Shining? Oh, Hannibal Lecter yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. A, a nice Chianti. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King, Dean Coots or Clive Barker? Clive Barker. 
I had a feeling that was coming yeah, from, yeah, from that's the a, earlier that's a, comments yeah, you made. Yeah. Mm. Chicken wings or sliders? Oh, chicken wings of, all day. Yeah. With Old Bay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Old yeah, Bay yeah, wings. That's right. That you, taught, you taught us about that yes, the last yeah. time you were on, when we were on your, your show. I love Old Bay wings. Favorite donut? White cake, white frosting, rainbow sprinkles. Nice. Best way to enjoy cheese? Between two tortillas grilled. Oh, I like that. <laughs> That's the answer. And our final question, and this is uh, this is in Talent's world, this is this, this is the is whole it. game. This, this is the make or break. Yeah. Okay. Pie or cake? Pie. Oh. What kind? Boysenberry. Mm-hmm. He failed. Well, it's all right. It's okay with me. <laughs> yeah, he failed. It. What was it? What's your he answer? Failed. My answer is always cake. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but if you're going to go pie, you got to go like lemon meringue or uh, okay. like a chocolate pie. But I'm just a chocolate guy. Mm-hmm. But no. But I'm going to say this overwhelmingly. His answers were so strong tonight that he, he came out even. He came out. No, he won. He won, <laughs> he won the day. Won. Wow. ES, all right. With ESB, he won the whole yeah, thing. Like at that go. point right there, the rest <laughs> of them were just all bonus questions. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. This has been Lightning Round with Cody Thompson. Doc couldn't be here. Yeah. Again. Yeah, well. But he sent it in. That's good. Because I won last time, so I'm on our streak right now. (laughs) All right. All these beers. Oh, oh, welcome to Beer and Not a Beer. It's not my The hobbyist game show. A hobbyist game show on planet Earth. Thank you, Doc, for sending these in. And to keep with our theme, these beers all come from Bonesaw Brewing oh, in Glassboro, oh, New Jersey. Wow. Ever been to Glassboro, New Jersey or Bonesaw Brewing? Anybody? I've been to New Jersey, but not there. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is uh, Bonesaw Brewing beers. And just to give you a sampling of what their beer names sound like, a little f- taster flight, Pum Queen for the pumpkin beer. Le Petit Demon, Le Grande Demon, lots of demon beers. Uh, Dark Tower IPA. It's a Stephen Kinger. Heroes for Ghosts. So anyways, Bonesaw Brewing, Glassboro, New Jersey. Here are the four beers. Three of these beers are actual beers made by Bonesaw Brewing, and one the doctor made up. And since I haven't looked at the answer key yet. Let's hope you get the right one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Number one, Bump in the Night Schwartz Beer. Number two, Bone Toberfest. It's Marzen. Uh, beer number three, Ominous Synth Music. Ominous Synth Music, Old Ale. That was hard to say. And beer number four, Why is the Monkey Named Steve IPA? <laughs> beer number one, Bump of the Night Schwartz Beer. Beer number two, Bone Toberfest Marzen. Beer number three, Ominous Synth Music, Old Ale. And beer number four, Why is the Monkey Named Steve IPA? Guess first. Cody, which beer is not a beer? I'm going to go. The fourth one is too weird, I think. And I need to know to, the answer to that, too. I feel like that one, ha- it's so weird, it has to be it's a beer. Too name. Obvious, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with number three Ominous Synth Music as right. not the beer. Okay. Ominous Synth Music. Tom, who's delighted not to go first. Thank you. Uh, I agree with him. The, why is the monkey named Steve? There's a, there's a story there. Ominous music. Ominous is not in Doc's vocabulary, so. <laughs> wow. There you go. What about Bump in the Night or Bone Toberfest? <laughs> the obvious choice is Bone Tober. And as much as I hate it, I'm going to go with it. Bone Toberfest. Okay. 
That's where I was at. Bonetoberfest. Bonetoberfest. And talent. I'm going to go Bonetoberfest as well. Bonetober. Yeah. I'm also going Bonetoberfest. Survey says. It's on one of these pages. All right, here we go. Bump of the Night Schwartz beer is a beer. Fair enough. Okay. As is ominous synth music, old ale. Uh, Why is the monkey named Steve IPA is... Wait a minute. I did this wrong. (laughs) So close. Sorry. We have to redo this part. (laughs) I I did it totally wrong. (laughs) Looking at Doc's notes and I got it wrong. All right, here we go. Why is the monkey named Steve IPA is a beer? You guys figured that out. That's too many words. What's the story? I don't know. He didn't give me full notes. (laughs) I was lucky enough to get this on the way here. From that's fair. Okay. All right. All right. Ominous synth music. Old ale is a beer. That's true. Bonetoberfest Marzen is a beer. So bump in the night Schwartz beer. So we all lose. Yeah. Sorry. I almost made it think I was going to win. I thought I was just going to cheat to win. You were. You should have just rolled with it. Yeah. Well, listeners, did you pick Bump in the Night Schwartz beer as your fake beer? If you did, you win. What did they win, Talent? Um, nothing. Hardy pat on the back. Yes, yes. And a, cheer, a preview a of the first two sentences. Yeah, a cheers from us. Bone saw serenade. <laughs> right. Cody Thompson. There you go. Schwartz beer is just such a yeah off out there beer. That's yes. where he threw me off. Right. He's good. Yeah. He's too good sometimes. That's why the game works. That's why right. the game works. Thanks for playing. Beer or not a beer. Cody Thompson, host of Beer Night in San Diego, author of Bonesaw Serenade. Thank you for joining us. Uh, remind listeners where they can get your book and hear your podcast. The podcast is available on iTunes, Spotify, all the Google, and all the places that uh, podcasts are available. You can go to beernightinsandiego.com. That's where we post every episode or if you want to download it or listen to it uh, through a browser. And we're at Beer Night in San Diego and at Beer Night in SD on Twitter because uh, you can't have a handle that long on Twitter. <laughs> and then for the book, you can follow me. I'm at Cody Wright's Books on um, Instagram and Twitter. And then uh, the book will be available on BlackRoseWriting.com, direct from the publisher, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or anywhere else you can uh, buy your favorite books. Thank you very much. Thank L- you. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. Remember just a moment to rate us. Review us wherever we get the podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. We'd love to keep drinking. Right now, we got to run. B double E double R U N, beer run. B double E double R U N, beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N, beer run.